Hello and welcome back to Babel on Talmud. Hi, I'm Srili Raps, and we'll be studying together today Daf Pezayin of Masech Shabbos. Uh, before we begin, let's just talk about what we're going to talk about. Um, cool. So the Gemara talks out with uh, starts out with. Uh, of course, we are talking about the context of Har Sinai and the days leading up to Har Sinai and the preparations for Har Sinai. Um, so there are three things in Moshe's sort of um, tenure that he improvised on his own, that he just kind of uh, made his own decisions, and the Eivishter um, agreed with with, with his um, uh, sense. Is that what the with his um, um, what's the word? Like when you like sense something um, with uh, oh gosh, uh, I don't know. Somebody want to help me out here? I can't remember. Okay. Um, next. Shabbos at... Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. What's that word? When you just kind of like have a sense of something. You agreed with his... Um, with his... Darn it. What's that word? He agreed with his... Now I can't even think straight anymore. Let alone... Learn a daf of Gemara. No, I'm just kidding. I can. Okay, Shabbos at Mara. We're going to talk a little bit about, very pretty briefly, about that first Shabbos at Mara when they got the command for um, at Mara. And um, yeah, then at the end, sort of, we go back to this machlokas between uh, Rabbi Yossi and the Rabbanan about what day the Yidin got to Midbar Sinai, right? Remember yesterday we had that machlokas wasn't on a Sunday, whether it wasn't on a Monday. Well, if all else fails, well, let's just introduce some mathematical models. So, we're going to try to figure it out with numbers. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's cool. Uh, and anyways, and then we talk about also at the end, the day that the Mishkan was put up, which was Rosh Chodesh Nisan of the second year um, since they left Egypt. And there were 10 crowns on that day. We will get there as well. Okay. Um, I feel like that word I'm thinking of starts with like an I-N. Like, uh, uh, is, is instinct, instinct, instinct. I think that's the word, right? Where that God acquiesced with his instinct. I think. Let's just say that so we can move on. Okay. So we are on Daf Pezayin, um, about Pezayin Amaral, two, four, six lines into the page, Mesve. So the Gemara begins with a Kasha against Rabiosi. According to Rabiosi, um, there were three days of, um, of uh, separation of Prisha, right? There were three days of Prisha, so that was on Wednesday was the edict, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was Prisha, Matan Taira was on Shabbos. So now, we have a Kasha, however. No. No. The Ebishter says, that you will make yourself holy. Now, very, os- very, very often, right, um, Kedusha is associated with Prisha with like restrictiveness and staying away. So today and tomorrow you shall stay, men and women shall stay away from each other. Um, no, that sounds like a two-day quarantine, not three-day. I don't know if quarantine is the right word, but uh, a two-day separation versus a three-day separation. Rabbi Yossi says three days, but the pasuk seems to be saying just today and tomorrow, which is two days. So Kasha Rabbi Yossi, Amalech Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi will respond to you. So Biosi says that Moshe actually added that third day on his own. The Abishter only told him 
Hayom Amachor, only told him today and tomorrow, two days. Moshe Rabbeinu made his own drasha and said, you know what? It should be three days. Netanya, as we learn in Abraisa, Gimel Dvarim Asa Moshe Midaito Beiskim HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ima. That Moshe Rabbeinu, there are three times when Moshe Rabbeinu went with his own instinct. <laughs> there are three times when Moshe added something on his own and the Abishter, um, you know, said, yes, I agree with you. Good job for, you know, good job for doing it. Hosef Yom Echad Midaito. So the first thing that I did was he added one day of Prisha Midaito. Uferish Minaisha. And also he separated from his wife Tzipora. Um, Vishiber Saluchos. And of course he broke the tablets. And in all three of those cases, God uh, acquiesced. Hosef Yom Echad Midaito. So, so, what's, so what's this thing about Moshe Rabbeinu adding um, a day of Prisha on his own? So my darish, how come he added a, an extra day? What, what was his thinking? What was his rationale? Well, Hayomu Machar. Well, the Abishter told him that Prisha should be today and tomorrow. So Hayom Kimachar. So Moshe Benu said, well, let's assume that today is like tomorrow. Malamachar Lelo Imo. Afayom Lelo Imo. Well, just like Limachar is going to be a full day. It's going to be the night is going to be the day. Well, then I should assume the same about Hayom, about today, right? Afayom lelo imo. So also today should include the night beforehand. Velelo da'idna nafkale. Yet it's too late because remember, the um, command for Prisha happened bahashkama on Wednesday. It happened early in the morning on Wednesday, which means that it was already after Tuesday night. So he says, well, we missed our opportunity, right? So if we're saying Machar is going to be the night with the day, well, then Hayom today should also be the night with the, with the day. Now, obviously, we've already missed our opportunity for the night because it was already Wednesday morning. Well, it must therefore mean two complete days, day and night, um, in, a, right, um, in addition to today where we already missed the opportunity for the, 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 the night. So that is how Moshe Rabbeinu uh, calculated that it must be sure today, which is going to be Wednesday day, even though he missed the opportunity for Tuesday night. But then it's going to be um, Wednesday night and Thursday, Thursday night and Friday, that entire time will be Prisha, um, leading up, culminating with Matan Torah on Shabbos. And how do we know that the Abishter uh, agreed with Moshe's um, instinct? Well, because when was the Torah given? On Shabbos morning. So obviously, Hashem agreed with Moshe's logic. Because if he didn't, then he would have given the Torah on Friday. Because if it was only supposed to be two days, and that would have been Wednesday and Thursday, well then we should have gotten the Torah on Friday. From the fact that Hashem didn't give the Torah on Friday, He gave the Torah on Shabbos, obviously means that He was okay with Moshe Rabbeinu making it a three-day separation as opposed to a two-day separation. How come Moshe Rabbeinu decided that it would be a good idea to separate from his wife, Tzipora? So, Well, he made a Kalvachomer. What was the Kalvachomer? Omar, he said, Well, When it came to the Bnei Yisrael, that the, that, right, that the Eber only spoke with them for one hour, Right? And he made a specific time. Kilu, there was a lot of preparation for Maimar Sinai. There was, right? Hashem said, look, it's going to be on such and such a day. 
at such and such time, be prepared. The Torah says, Right? It says, prepare yourself for this appointed time. I don't want anybody to, I don't want men and women to be sleeping with each other three days in advance. There was a lot of preparation that led up to God speaking to the Bnei Israel. Ani, but me, the Abishter speaks to me all of the time. And he doesn't make up specific times. He just talks to me. Well, well then certainly I won't be able to be um, sleeping with my wife because then um, I'll be a Balkari. And, uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't risk the chance of being a Balkari when God wants to speak with me. And therefore, like, look, you know, I just, I, I, I have to separate from my wife. How do you know that God actually agreed with Moshe? As the Pasuk says, After, after Maimad Ar Sinai, so the Abishter said to Moshe, he said, okay, you could tell the people that, can, that they can go back to their tents, meaning they can go back to their wives, they can go back to their house. And uh, men and women would be permitted to one another once again. But what does it say immediately in the following Pasuk? However, you stay and stand here with me. Uh, meaning that while everybody else was permitted to return, men and women were permitted to return to um, their regular relationships. Um, you, however, Moshe, stay with me. Do not go back to Tzipporah. Those who say those who say, you know, I speak to him mouth to mouth, meaning um, this pasuk is in the context of the Lashon Hara of Miriam. When Miriam said to Aharon, she said, do you, right, she said Lashon Hara about this exact thing, right? Did you hear that uh, Moshe separated from Tzipporah? That was the Lashon Hara that they spoke. Um, and when God sort of um, confronted Miriam and Aharon about this, so he said, look, right, what does it say? Lochen Avdi, right, what is it? Lochen Avdi Moshe, right, Avdi Moshe. Do we even have the puzzle here? It says, um, no, it doesn't. But Kilo, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu is different. I can speak to him at any time. I speak to him mouth to mouth, right? I have a very different relationship with Moshe than with anybody else. And therefore, you know, I agree with the fact that he did. I, I agree with his separation from Tzipor. It's because I can talk to him anytime and, you know, he has to be Tahor. Let's move on. my How come Moshe Rabbeinu decided it would be a good idea to shatter the tablets? Well, Omar, he said, Well, the Korban Pesach, which is just one of the mitzvahs, right? They had already got received the mitzvah of Korban Pesach um, before that, right, 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 the, 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 right before they left. Well, I guess they got the, they got the uh, commandment on Rosh Chodesh, Nisan, but they did it, I guess, on the 14th of Nisan, as we're going to learn about on Amud Beis. Anyways, but they already had um, 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 the Mitzvah of Korban Pesach. And one of the halachis of the Korban Pesach is, uh, any ben nechar should not eat it. And uh, we learn ben nechar to mean shenesnachru maisav la'avushabashamayim. That his activities, that his actions uh, were sort of foreign to God, i.e. he wasn't following the mitzvahs, right? He was whatever, you know, yeah, whatever. He, he wasn't following God, 
right? Um, and because of that, he's unable to do this one mitzvah of Korban Pesach. HaTorah Kulakan. I have all of the Torah here in my hands. And as Rashi says, Tluya Beluchos, right? That meaning all of the Torah is, is dependent on these Ten Commandments in the Luchas. And we all, we also learned a Gemara in Brachas, which says that like, Hilu, all of Torah was given at Harsinai. Uh, was it like in Zion with Aleph or something? And, um, yeah, I think, there, wasn't there somebody who like, maybe the Baalachos Gedol, somebody, like somebody showed how you could theoretically like, connect all the mitzvahs to the Seres Adibris, whatever it might be. But the point is that the Luchas, uh, represent all of the Torah. So I have all of the Torah in my hands. And the Yidin are acting like, you, you know, they created an idol. Well, then certainly, you know, the, the Torah, the, 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 they are not um, privy to receive the Torah, right? If they were unable to do this one mitzvah, if they were distant from God, well, then certainly the entire Torah that are in my hands, they have no you know, uh, use or no, um, uh, sense or whatever, right to it. And therefore he just broke the tablets. How do we know that God, uh, agreed with his decision? Shinemar, as the Pasuk says, Asher Shibarta, as well as it says, right, the, right, uh, but when, when God creates the second Lucho, so he says, you know, um, you know, and I'll create, Right? I'll write on the luchas what was on the first ones, Asher Shibarta. And we learn out from like Asher, it's like Yashar Koach, right? Asher, it's like Shkaich. Right? Asher is like Yashakoach Shashibarta. Um, good job for breaking them. I agree with your decision. Um, the Yidin were in no place to be receiving the luchas at that point when they had that golden calf dart. Tashma, come in here. Be prepared for the third day. So, Kasha Yosi. That sounds like a question of Rabbi Yosi, right? Sounds like, you know, um, separate for two days because on day three is when you're getting the Torah. Now, according to Rabbi Yosi, it's really separate for three days because on Yom 4, you're getting the Torah, right? Separate on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday because on day four, on Shabbos, you're getting the Torah. But uh, it sounds like, right, um, Sounds like the Rabbanan, Kilu Thursday and Friday, and then on day three on Shabbos you'll get the Tyre. So Kasha the Rabbiosi knew, so it's a Kasha on Rabbiosi who says that the Prisha was three days and, and the Torah was given on the fourth day. So Gemara says, don't hock me a Chinik, we already talked about this. Um, yes, God said be prepared for the third day. Moshe Rabbeinu added a day, Mida'ato, um, which is why it was really the fourth day, and we said God agreed with him because he gave the Torah on Shabbos, even though the preacher started on Wednesday. Tashma, come in here. Shlishi, okay, so we have some rights that says Shlishi, okay, the, okay, the third day. What about the third day? Shlishi Bachodesh, Ushlishi Bishabbos. It was the third day of the month, and it was also the third day of the week, okay, meaning, um, Rosh Chodesh was Sunday, and then um, day three was not only day three of the month, but it was also Tuesday, i.e. Uh, Tuesday was day three of Sivan, which means that day one must have been Sunday, Kasha the Rabbanon, which is a Kasha on the rabbis who say that Rosh Chodesh was on a Monday. Amilach Rabbanon, Amani Rabbi Yossi. Rabbanon say, eh, that Bryce is Rabbi Yossi. We don't agree with Rabbi Yossi. We don't have to agree with Rabbi Yossi. 
Okay. Shlishi Lamai. When we just said third day, right? Third day, and it was the third day of uh, uh, the month and the third day of the week. It was Tuesday. What about this third day? So it's a brisa. Okay, so we have one pasuk, pasuk Shmos, pasuk Yud Tes, pasuk Ches, which says, "Vayashev Moshe is Hashem that Moshe returned what the nation said to God." Uchsev, and immediately following, the very next pasuk in the Torah says, "Vayageb Moshe is Hashem that Moshe said the words of, um, told the words of the nation to God. Kelu. And nothing happened in between them. One Pasuk says that Moshe returned what the nation said to God. The very next Pasuk says, and Moshe told what the nation said to God. What happened in between these two Pesukim? Because if you look in the Torah, not very much does happen. Right? All that, all that it says in that Pasuk is, Right? Meaning first it says Moshe returned what the nation said. He told it to God. Then Moshe, and then God says, you know, I'm going to come to you in a cloud, whatever. And then it says that Moshe um, spoke what the Bnei Israel said, he told to God. Kilu, like what, what happened in the meantime that he's telling to God? So, no, I'm sorry. So the Gemara asks, So it, it, in the meantime, what did God say to Moshe? And to which, what did what what was the message from God that Moshe relayed to Israel? And what did the Bnei Israel respond to Moshe? And then what did Moshe then go and return to the and tell the tell Hashem? So so, Rabbi Yossi Bar-Yuda says that what happened in between these two psukim is the mitzvah of, 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 uh, Hagbala, of, of setting a perimeter around the mountain, that, uh, Moshe, that, you know, in between these two psukim, God had told Moshe about the mitzvah to set a perimeter around the mountain, Moshe went down, told the Bnei Israel to set a perimeter, and then reported back what they said to God. Fine. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yossi Bar-Yuda. Now, Rabbi Omer says, Rabbi, Rabbi Yudha Nasi, Batchila Peresh, Onsha. So first, when it says Vayashev Moshe as Divir Amel Hashem, so that is talking about that first Moshe went down to the Bnei Israel, explained to them about the punishments that are part of the Torah, and the Bnei Israel responded. They said, "Sure, no problem, Naaseh, we will do it." And then Moshe came and returned their response to God. Right? It says, Vayashev Moshe Divrei, Vayashev Moshe, Moshe returned, Vayashev, Dvarim Shemeshabavin Daito Shaladam. Right? Things that sort of prevent a person's, uh, not Da'as. Kilu, that would generally speaking, um, you know, a person would respond, Oh gosh, I, I, I don't want to take part in this, i.e. punishments. But nonetheless, the Bnei Israel uh, accepted it and they said, That's fine, Na'aseh, we will do it. Um, and Naseb Nishma, of course, came later at the end of Parshas Mishpatim. So, so, um, okay, fine. And then Moshe Rabbeinu went back down and he explained how much reward is inherent in, uh, following the Torah. Moshe, um, that the second puzzle says, Vayaged Moshe, that Moshe, um, uh, spoke what or told God what the Bnei Israel 
uh, responded, and that is in regard to Dvarim Shemoshin Libo Shel Adam Ka'agada. Vayaged is like Agada, is like, um, like we've experienced, I think this is how I understand it, like we've experienced in learning Gemara together, right? Agada, right? Agadatas. That sometimes we have sort of these interesting, um, pages where we talk about more abstract things and, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's always some cool tidbits, um, over there and interesting things. So, so, so that was the second time around. Moshe told them how much, the Bnei saw how much reward is inherent in following the Torah, to which he then, uh, relayed their response to God. V'yikadam, those who explain, Rebbe is saying, Batchila Perishma and Schara, that first Moshe Rabbeinu told the Bnei Israel about the reward inherent in following the Torah. Dechsev, as the Pasuk says, Vayashev Moshe Dvarm Shemeshivin Daito Shaladam, that Moshe returned, Vayashev, what the Bnei Israel said to him, he told to God, and Vayashev is things that Meshivin Daito Shaladam, that sort of bring a person's, uh, uh, head to ease, his, his knowledge to ease. Um, and that is things, uh, related to reward, right? That makes people excited, people happy, feel good. And in the end, Perish Onsha, um, uh, Moshe Benu explained the punishments in her, uh, that are also, uh, connected, related to the Torah. Things that are as difficult to a person like Gidin, like sinews. Um, oh no, no, I'm sorry. Kigidin was, um, uh, like these, like, um, um, bitter vegetables, right? Things that are bitter, like these bitter, bitter vegetables. Um, so therefore, so when we say, what is this shlishi, the assumption is like Rabbi Yossi's opinion. Like, okay, uh, no, I didn't mean Rabbi Yossi, like Rebbe's opinion. That basically, if I understand correctly, the way that this works would be day one, Moshe told the Bnei Yisrael about the, uh, let's just take the second way to understand Rebbe, about the schar inherent in the Torah. Day two, he relayed that to Hashem. Day three, he told the Bnei Yisrael about the punishments inherent in the Torah. And day four, he relayed their response to that to uh, Hashem. So we see that there was basically um, a whole four-day dialogue happening between Moshe and Bnei Yisrael. So when it says Shlishi, the third day, it's talking about the third day of those four days of uh, of Moshe speaking to the Bnei Yisrael and uh, Bnei Yisrael relaying their responses to Moshe. And then Moshe, of course, relaying those responses to God. Moving on. Tashma, come in here. Shishi. Okay, so we just talked about Shlishi. Now let's talk about Shishi. Fine. Day six. Shishi b'chodesh. Shishi b'shabes. Okay, it was the sixth day of Sivan. And guess what? It was a Friday. It was the sixth day of the week. No. Kasha l'rabbanan. This is also a question on the Rabbanan, because according to the Rabbanan, the sixth day of Sivan would be Shabbos, not Friday. So, Anami Rabbiosi. No. So, Rabbanan is going to answer in the same exact way. This Brisa is Rabbiosi. We argue with Rabbiosi. What do you want me to tell you? Shishi Lamai. So, now when we say day six, day six from what? Okay. So, Rava Amar, Lachana Yasan, Rava Achabar Yankiv Amar, Lemasa'an. So, Rava says that it's day six from when they encamped, exactly, day six from when they encamped um, at Midbar Sinai, okay? So they encamped Midbar Sinai, and then this day six, which was um, Friday, was, um, meaning, so they, according to Yossi, which is the author of this b'risa, so on day one, which was on Sunday, which was Rosh Chodesh, they 
encamped. They arrived at Midbar Sinai and they encamped over there. And then day six, which was Friday, was is, is this um, day is six days from then, and that's what we're talking about. It is from the day that they um, left Rifidim. Okay, now, according to Rachel Yaakov, they left Rifidim and also arrived at Midbar Sinai on that same day, on Sunday. Okay? And therefore, and, and that's where Rachel Yaakov is saying it. So basically, they left Rifidim on Sunday. And then six days later was the sixth of the month of Iyar. And, um, you know, Friday, Seder. What's the nafkamina between Rava and Ravacha Bayankiv? The kamiflage, Bishabas Demara. What they're arguing about is, what about Shabbos? To what degree were they taught about Hilchos Shabbos at Mara? And what was Mara? Mara was after, uh, it's at the end of Parshish Bishalach. Uh, after, um, they crossed the, um, uh, Yamsuf, so they like needed water. They got to Midbar Sin. No, that was something else, I think. No, they got to Mara. <laughs> and uh, they got there and they needed water. And there was a whole story. They like complained, hey, we need water. Then um, what? Moshe like put, right, the water was very bitter. So Moshe like put like a stick in there and then it became sweet. Anyways, so it says that over there, they received, they, they, they received word about Shabbos. Okay. And as we see, um, as the Pasuk says, in the Aseris Adibros and Parshas Ve'eschanon, in Sefer Dvarim, it says, Shamaris Yom Ashabis Likacho, guard Yom Ashabis, the day of Shabbos to make it holy, as God commanded you. Wait, like we already know about this? We're not just finding out about Shabbos now at Har Sinai? Apparently not. Apparently they already knew about Shabbos from Mara. They knew about Shabbos at Mara. And the machlogs between Rava and Ravach Yaakov is about to what extent what did they learn about Hilchos Shabbos at Mara? Okay, as you were commanded about Shabbos at Mara. Mar savar Shabbos ifkud lo ifkud. According to Rava, at Mara, sure, they learned about Shabbos, but they didn't learn about Tchum Shabbos. They didn't learn, there was no, they, they, they were not taught that on Shabbos, you do not walk more than 2,000 Amis from where you are for Shabbos. And therefore, according to Rava, they actually left Rifidim on Shabbos because there was no reason not to. There was no Tchum Shabbos. There was no problem of walking more than 2,000 Amos from where they were. So according to Rava, they left Rifidim on Shabbos. Umar Sarvat Tchum Ifkud, where as Rav Yaakov holds, that at Mara they also found out about the halachos of Tchum Shabbos, and therefore uh, they would not have traveled on Shabbos, they could only travel on Sunday, and therefore they both left uh, Rifidim and arrived at Midbar Sinai on that Sunday, and therefore six days from then would be Friday, which was also the sixth month of um, Sivan, because of course they arrived, um, because it was Rosh Chodesh on the day that they arrived at Midbar Sinai. Let's move on. Tashma, come in here. Nisan, okay, so one second. So what we're going to be doing right now is we are going to try and figure out, sort of like, by figuring out if we can know like what day of the month certain events happened, we can then try to figure out when Rosh Chodesh Sivan was to figure out if it was a Sunday or a Monday. 
So we're going to try, be trying to do this, right, Sunday like Rabbi Yossi or Monday like the Rabbanan. This is uh, basically going to be the rest of the page. It's kind of interesting. It's not that bad. It's a little technical, but it's cool. Let's do it. Tashma, come in here. Nisan Shaboyatsu Yisrael Mimitzrayim. Okay, so in the month of Nisan that the Jews left Egypt, so on the 14th day of the month, they slaughtered the carbon Pesach. And on the 15th day of Nisan, they left Egypt. And that night um, was Makat Bichorot. One second. That night was Makat Bichorot. The night after they left was when the, all the firstborns were killed. I thought it was Dafka the night before they left that all the firstborns were killed. So Ella Ema Miba Erev Laku Bukharos. No, from the night, Kilu, from the night before, um, that was when Makas Bukharos happened. And then on the 15th, they left Egypt. And that day, the day that they left Egypt, the 15th of Nisan, was a Thursday. Friends, here we go. Well, if the 15th day of Nisan was a Thursday, and we know that Nisan is always a full month, there's always 30 days in Nisan, and we also know that there are 7 days in a week, so that means that if the 15th was a Thursday, okay, that also means that the 29th was a Thursday, right? Two, day, two weeks later was also a Thursday, the 29th. That also means that the 30th was a Friday, which means that the first day of ER was a Shabbos. You with me? Now, so the first day of ER is Shabbos. Now, there are 29 days in ER. There's already, ER is always a 29-day month. So, if day one is a Shabbos, Four weeks later, right, 28 plus 1 is 29. So 29, the last day of ER, was also a Shabbos. Which means, friends, that Rosh Chodesh Sivan, which then it was the next day, was a Sunday. Just like Rabbi Yossi, Kasha and That's what the Gemara wants to ask. Okay? So, Chamesa so from the fact that the 15th day of Nisan was a Thursday, well, that means Reish Yarcha Iyar Shabbata. Well, that means that Rosh Chodesh Iyar would be on Shabbos. Reish Yarcha Sivan Chad B'Shabbos. And Rosh Chodesh Sivan would therefore be on Sunday. So, Kasha the Rabbanon, it is a question on the Rabbanon who say that Rosh Chodesh Sivan was a Monday. Amrilach Rabbanon. The Rabbi will respond and they'll say, you know what? While it's true that generally speaking, Nisan is 30 days and ER is 29 days. ER da'ahi shata avure avrua. That year, however, ER was not 29 days. ER that year was 30 days. And for that reason, while the 29th day of ER would be Shabbos, Sunday was not the first of Sivan, it was the 30th day of ER. It had an extra day that year. And therefore, Rosh Chodesh was Monday. Tashma Adeloavrua Nisan Shaboyatsu Yisrael. I'm sorry. Tashma Adeloavrua. But then the Gemara says, one second. I'll prove to you, Rabbanan, that that year they did not make ER 30 days. 
because we have a verse that says Nisan Shaboyatsu Yisrael Mitzrayim that um, the month of Nisan when the Yidin left Egypt Ba'ba Asar Shachtu Pischeim on the fourteenth of the month they slaughtered their carbon Pesach Ba'chamisha Asar Yatsu on the fifteenth of the month they left Egypt Bila Erev Laku Bechoros um, at night was Makas Bechoros La Erev Sakadaitech really uh, the night following the fifteenth was was Makas Bechoros Ella no, rather, from the evening was Malkas Bukharos, i.e., um, the night before the 15th of the month when they left. Fine. Now, but also, Ayom Chamisha Bishabis Oya, the 15th of Nisan, when the Yidin left Egypt, was a Thursday. Hishlim Nisan, Veira Iyar Leos Bishabis, right? So remember, if the 15th of Nisan was on Thursday, that also means that the 29th of Nisan was on a Thursday, which means the 30th was a Friday, and the 1st of Iyar was a Shabbos. Chaser Iyar, now Iyar is a Chodesh Chaser, it's a 29-day month, which means that the last day of Iyar, the 29th day of Iyar, was also a Shabbos. Ve'ira Sivan, Leos Be'echad B'Shabbos, which means that the first day of Sivan was on Sunday. So we see pretty clearly um, in this Brisa, that 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 er was chaser, right? And that um, rosh chodesh sivan was on Sunday. So kasha the rabbanon hamani rabbi yosi nusu is the kasha and the rabbanon who say that rosh chodesh was Monday. So they will respond. Don't ask a chinek. Um, that brisa is a rabbi yosi brisa. We don't agree with that brisa. We hold that Rosh Chodesh was on Monday because um, ER that year was 30 days, not 29 days. Let's move on. Amar Papa says, Rav Papa, Tashma, come in here. Vayisume Elim, Vayovo Koladas Bnei Yisrael, to Midbar Sin, Vigomer. Vachamisha Asar Yom, Lachodesh Hasheni. Okay, fine. So now, on the 15th day of ER of that year when they left Egypt, so it says that they arrived at Midbar Sin. And what happens when they arrived at Midbar Sin? They complained. And they said, Hey, we have nothing to eat. We need food. So, And that day was Shabbos. The 15th day of Iyar was a Shabbos. Okay. As the Pasuk says, Because, basically they got to Midbar Sin, and we're arguing that that was a Shabbos because what happened, Darton, was that they complained. They said, we have no food to eat. So in response to their complaint, God gave them the man. Okay, God gave them the man. And when giving them the man, the Pasuk says, that tomorrow morning, you're going to see the honor of God when he gives you man. And how do we know that tomorrow morning is Sunday morning? It says, and you will gather the man for six days. Followed by Shabbos, which means that the first day of the month was going to be on Sunday, which also means that the previous day, when it said that tomorrow you'll get month, must have been a Shabbos. And we know that that was the 15th day of ER. Fine. Now, the Gemara wants to make a similar calculation, um, which is, Well, if the 15th day of ER is Shabbos, then of course the 29th day of ER was Shabbos, which means that the first day of Sivan is going to be Sunday, right? So, Then that must mean that Rosh Chodesh Sivan 
is Sunday. But again, Vaikashal Rabbanan, Amrilach Rabbanan, Iyar Dai Shata, Shata Avrua. The Rabbanan are going to make the same argument, you know, um, that that year, meaning, sure, the 15th of Iyar that year was a Shabbos. That's great. We don't have a problem with that, the Rabbanan will say. However, um, there were 30 days in ER that year, and therefore Rosh Chodesh Sivan was not on Sunday, it was on Monday. So says Rav Chabibi Mechoznaa. Now, the Agosabach changes it to Rav Asi Mechoznaa. The thing is, how often do you see Rav Chabibi Mechoznaa? It's much more interesting to read it, Rav Chabibi Mechoznaa, than Rav Asi Mechoznaa. So, we'll do that. Says of Chabibi Mechoznaa to Rav Ashi. Tashma, come in here. Ba'i b'chodesh harishon, okay, it was on the first month, i.e. Nisan. Bashana ashenis, on the second year. Okay, so now we're already one year in, you know, one year after the Yidin left Egypt. And now it's Nisan. First day of Nisan. No, ba'i b'chodesh harishon, bashana ashenis, be'echal chodesh On the first day of the month, hu kama mishkan. The mishkan was put up, was constructed, what, 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 what was erected. Fine. Tana, and we learn in a brisa. Also, ayom natal eser ataris. That day was the first for ten things. Got ten crowns. Was the first for ten things. Okay, the first of the month of Nisan of the second year got ten things. So, firstly, rishon lemaisa bracious. It was the first day of the week. It was a Sunday, right? It was the give the first day of the creation of the world, i.e., a Sunday. Rishon lenesim. It was the first day. That the, right, in Parshas Nusso, it talks about, uh, the 12 Nisim, the 12, uh, you know, representatives of each tribe, one representative per tribe, and, and, and they brought all these different sacrifices. So, day one, what was it? Was, was that Nachshman or Ben Amidah of Lamata Yehuda? Did he go first? Or was it in the order of their birth? I can't even remember. Um, anyways, so the first of Nisan of the second year was the day that they began uh, the sacrifices of the Nisim. Rishon Lechuhuna. It was the first day that took, that, that, uh, Aharon and his children did the service in the Mishkan. Up until then, it was done by the firstborns. Rishon Avoda, It was the first day that they would bring, like, the Korbanos Tzibor, the Tamit Shoshachar, Tamit Shoben Abayim, things like that. Rishon Lirida Saesh. It was the first day that the fire came down from heaven, the Esh Tamid, that the fire came down to heaven. Um, and was lit on the um, altar. Rishin lachilas kachim. It was the first day that they had to eat the kachim inside of the curtains of the mishkan, the the meat of the of the korbanos. Rishon lishchon shechina. It was the first day that the shechina dwelled among Israel. Apparently, until that day, the 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 divine presence never dwelled among Israel. So that was the first day of that. Rishon Levarech Esisro was the first time that there was Birkas Kohanim, right? Yivarecha Hashem Rishmerecha, that. Rishon the Isra Abamis, from the day that the uh, Mishkan was erected on the first of Nisan of the second year, so then you were no longer just allowed to make your own private altar wherever you pleased. At that point, if you wanted to bring a Korban, you had to bring it to the Mishkan. Rishon the Chodashim, I think that's what it means. Unless, what does Rashi say? Rashi says, bamos ne'esru. So now you can't make bamos. Shu ro'i le'pesach o, ne'esru shu ro'i le'pesach o'amoid. 
that which is fit to come to the um, to the Mishkan. Hmm. So does that mean? Wait. So I I'm actually not. Uh, hmm. I'm actually not, actually I think. Oh gosh, I'd have to look this up. Does anybody know? I I think actually maybe when they were traveling in the desert and there was the Mishkan, maybe they were allowed to make like bamos for like nedavas to just make random sacrifices, but something that you had to bring to the Mishkan. Well, at that point, you couldn't do that on a bama. Maybe that's what it means. I'd have to look that up actually. Meaning, if you needed to bring it to the Mishkan, well, then you can no longer just do it on your own private one. But you may still have been able to, uh, just like if you wanted to bring a, a korban because you were feeling like, you know, hallelujah. So, so, so you may have still been able to do that. But um, certainly, certainly, you know, if you had to bring a korban chatas or something, you know, uh, you wouldn't be able to just do that on your own private altar. Rishin l'chodashim. And it is the first of the months of the year, right? Uh, Nisan is the first month of the year. Nu. So the first of the ten things was that it was Rishon the Maestabratius, that it was a Sunday. Okay. Umidresh Yarcha de Nisan, Daishata, Chad Bishabis. And from the fact that Rosh Chodesh Nisan of the second year, listen carefully, from the fact that Rosh Chodesh Nisan of the second year, was a Sunday. Well, guess what that means? The Ishtakir Bidalid Bishabis. That must mean that Rosh Chodesh of the previous year, the year that they left Egypt, was not a Thursday as we thought, because we were assuming that the 15th of the month was a Thursday, which means that two weeks earlier, the first of the month was a Thursday as well. But we want to say, well, from this Brisa, apparently, um, Rosh Chodesh Nisan of year two fell out on a Sunday. Well, if we do our mathematical calculations, it will turn out that Rosh Chodesh Nisan of the previous year was not a Thursday like we thought. Rather, it was a Wednesday. The Tanya, as we learn in the Brisa, Acherim Omrim, say Acherim, Ein ben Atzeres la Atzeres, ve'ein ben Rosh Hashanah la Rosh Hashanah, that basically if you take, let's say, Shavuos of one year and then Shavuos of the next year, there will be a four-day difference. And if it was a um, um, leap year, then it will be a five-day five difference. New, what does this mean? This means that every year, every regular, every lunar calendar year, right? The solar calendar, of course, is 365 days. The lunar calendar has 354 days, right? So seven, of course, goes into 350, right? Uh, I think 50 times. Yeah, definitely 50 times with a remainder of four days, right? So that means that um, if you take, you know, a, 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 I don't know, Rosh Hashanah of this year, well, that means that Rosh Hashanah of next year is going to be four days later than it is this year. So now, using that cheshbin, using that calculation, if we know that Rosh Chodesh Nisan of the second year was a Sunday, well, it's going to be four days later than it was the previous year, which means that it must have been on a Wednesday the previous year, right? Because Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, Sunday is four days later, which means that the first year must have been a Wednesday, which also means that the 15th of Nisan the previous year was a Wednesday, which also means that the 29th of that month was a Wednesday. The 30th was a Thursday. Rosh Chodesh Iyar was a Friday. 
And ER, of course, was 29 days, which means that the last day of ER was also, the 29th day of ER was also a Friday, which means that the first day of Sivan was a Shabbos, which is a question for both Rabbi as well as the Chachamim. Because Rabbi says Rosh Chodesh Sivan was a Sunday, and the Chachamim say that Rosh Chodesh Sivan was a Monday, yet according to this Cheshbin, Rosh Chodesh Sivan was Taka a Shabbos. Right, so the Gemara says, right, Havale Reish Yarcha De'ir Maile Shabbata, which means that Rosh Chodesh Iyar would be on a Friday. V'reish Yarcha De'sivan Shabbata, which means that Rosh Chodesh Sivan would be on a Shabbos. Um, and we say, Kasha Bein the Rabbiosi, Bein the Rabbanan. And this is a question both on Rabbiosi and the Rabbanan. Check out how they answer this question. The Rabbiosi Shiva Chaserin Avud, the Rabbanan Ches Chaserim Avud. Very interesting. Um, Rabbiosi says, you know what the answer is? That that year, over the course of that year, is a little technical, so listen up, friends. Over the course of that year, uh, between year one and year two, so according to Rabbiosi, there were seven um, chaser months, meaning in general, excuse me, in general, we have um, one male, one chaser. Right, we'll have one 30-day month followed by one 29-day month followed by 30 by 29. So you'll have six months of 30 days and six months of 29 days. And if you add that together, um, I hope that we get to um, 354. We should. I actually didn't do that, but I did the other calculations. We should. Should we do it quickly? All right, let's just do it quickly. 30 times six is 180, and I guess 29 times six is probably 164. Um, so that. Uh, gets to 354. I think. Oh gosh. 180 and 350, 154. So 180, 280. Oh god, that, no, that doesn't sound right. That, that sounds like 334. Oh no. One, no, hold on one second. 30 times 6 is 180. Okay. And 29 times 6 should probably be 100, ah, of course, 174. Yeah, exactly. 180, 280, 354. Exactly. So, exactly. But now, Rabiosi says that that year, they actually changed things up a little bit. They made an additional chaser month, which means that that year, it was actually 353 days, not 354 days. And therefore, um, since it was only 353 days, that means that there were only three extra days between... Um, you know, one year to the next. And therefore, uh, if Rosh Chodesh Nisan on the first year was a uh, Sunday, okay, well, I'm sorry, was a Thursday, well, that means that Rosh Chodesh Nisan on the next year would only be three days later, which be which which explains why it was a Sunday on the next year. Now, according to the Chachamim, they're actually going to say that there were eight Chaser months, which means that the year, that year was 352 days. So there were only two extra days, which means that they're going to say that actually, um, the day that they actually left Egypt on a Friday, the first day of Nisan, as well as the 15th day of Nisan of the first year was a Friday, which explains why the next year was a um, Sunday, okay? And that also explains their calculation of why the Yidin got to um, Midbar Sinai on a Monday, because if, it, if, if the 15th of Nisan was a Friday, then that also means that the 29th of Nisan was a Friday, Okay, it also means that the 30th, 
was a Shabbos. It means that the first of Iyar was a Sunday. It means that the last day of Iyar was also a Sunday, which means that the first day of Sivan was a Monday, like they say. Uh, y'all caught that, right? Of course you did. Great. Friends, let us review um, 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 Daft Pezain. Paz. Pezain, Paz, which is gold. Very nice. Gold. And we talk about the golden calf, I guess. All right. So the, the, so the Daf started off with three things that Moshe improvised on his own, from his own instinct. And number one was that he added one day of Prisha. Number two was that he separated from his wife. Um, and number three was that he broke the Luchot. And in all three of those things, Hashem acquiesced. Uh, we talked briefly about Shabbos at Mara, which was, um, you know, what, right? That they got Shabbos at Mara before they got it at Har Sinai. And there's a machlokas between Ra, uh, Rava and um, Rav Achabar Yaakov. Rava says that um, um, Shabbos Amara did not include the Alachos of Tchum Shabbos, whereas Rav Achabar Yaakov says that it did include the Alachos of Tchum Shabbos. The Nafkamina is if they left from Rafidim on Shabbos or did they leave from Rafidim on Sunday. Um, and then we tried proving the Machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and the Rabbanan mathematically by if we know what day of the week they left Egypt, we could figure out what day of the week they got to Midbar Sinai. But it didn't, you know, we tried to prove it to favor Rabbi Yossi, but the Rabbanan just kept on saying, we don't agree with Rabbi Yossi. Uh, and then one of the interesting things there that we got at the end was like, towards the end was the, the Rosh Chodesh Sivan of the Nisan of the second year was when the um, Mishkan was uh, erected and uh, there were 10 crowns that we saw on that day. Um, so anyways, friends, thank you very much. Thanks for joining me and I hope to see you tomorrow. Peace.